the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Martin Luther King, Jr. And welcome to the first episode of the Uncle Marv podcast for the year 2021. I am coming to you live from Fort Lauderdale and I am joined by actually two good friends on one screen, Amy Coons and Alan Stafford. Guys, how are you? Good. How are good. you? How are you, Uncle Marv? I am doing pretty good. A little bit chilly down here this time of year. We are in the midst of our winter. Uh, so are we? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Probably a little bit. Probably a little bit different than ours. We are low seventies during the day, and low sixties and high fifties at night. Yeah, we're in the thirties. All the time. Pretty much. <laughs> I've been in my thirties for a long time. <laughs> All right. So first, uh, the first show of the year. Uh, we're going to do a little bit different format than we did last year. We were going to be joined by some other people, but they had some stuff come up, some family things, some emergencies that happens, uh, but they will be joining us over the weeks. One thing I do want to say that as we do this new format, I will be actually allowing people to come on and join the show, depending on the topic and depending if you have something that you would like to give. So if you look at the bottom of the screen, and you want to be a part of the show because we've said something interesting, you have something to contribute, you can go to UncleMarv.com slash join, and that'll bring you into the backstage area. You'll be screened. You won't just get on air. So we'll have to check you out, make sure you who you are who you say you are, and uh, we'll let you on and have a few words there. So UncleMarv.com slash join. Of course, you have to go to UncleMarv.com to see what's happening there. Folks, we have a new website for a new year. And actually, let me do this. I'm going to go ahead and share that out so that you can see the uh, the new UncleMarv.com. You've got the podcast there. You slide down. And the video that you see here on the page is the same video that I started the show with today. That is me podcasting from the cabin somewhere in the mountains of Georgia. But I will be changing that video out. And as you see down and scroll down and see the episodes there, you can click on an actual episode. It'll take you to the page. And if there's a video with that podcast, you can watch the video here. You can listen to the audio here. You can come down and subscribe to your favorite podcatcher some of the things that you can do on the UncleMarv.com page. So you can go into episodes, say you have somebody that you know is on the show and you want to go hear who they are, you simply go to the Episodes tab. You can do a search for your favorite guest. Oh, what happened there? Oh. <laughs> Deleted. Oh, Coons, you're not listed I as a guest. 
Uh, so we're going to be having some things added. So we'll have on there. Uh, if you guys want to rate and review the show, you can do so here. You can contact me here. Because the show costs some money to do in terms of the website, hosting, streaming, uh, I will be asking for a little bit of support. Not much. You can donate on PayPal. You can buy me a cup of coffee, just a few bucks. That's all. Had some people do that last year. I appreciate that. That uh, helped me pay for this. I, of course, probably didn't get official permission from the wife to do this, so I'm having to pay for this out of the business and all of that um, and do all of that. And, of course, you've got all the social media there. The other thing you can do is click on store, and that will take you to Uncle Mar's Amazon store, and you can either click on some items here that you see or you can go and do your regular shopping on Amazon, things that you purchase, same price, same value, but we get a little bit of pennies to come back for the show, and that'll be great. Of course, you can click on the Amazon banner here. I'll also be changing out some stains. Uh, let's see. Oh, if you look down here, there's a Valentine's Day on Amazon link. If you need to find a gift for your loved one, your sweetheart, your Valentine, go on here, click on stuff, buy yourself a gift for your Valentine on Amazon. So that is it. The new page. How do you guys, what do you think? I like it. Yeah. It's good. Recognize, it's recognize that guy. <clears throat> it makes very good sense. Yeah. Coons, recognize that guy. It's too small on my, you know what? I need to, my- are you on the iPad or the iPhone? No, I'm on my computer, but I don't have it like maximized. Oh, you need a big screen. Tom Clinkscale is on there. Oh, oh wow. that is who that is. Why is yeah, had him on a while ago. So you and Tom were roommates, weren't you? We were. We were. For vaguely remember that good guy. I think. Let's see. I think it was one year on Georgia Avenue, and one year out west. Somewhere like on Military Trail and Haverhill or, no, Military Trail and Forest Hill. I forget which way goes, which streets go which way. But it was it was out west back then. Yeah. That was a big deal back then. So, all right. So, guys, how are we doing? Doing great. Yeah. Good. How was, how was your holiday? Any uh, any Anything special or good happen over the holiday? Just working with orangutans. <clears throat> I, I moved and, to Chicago. And Alan moved to Chicago. <laughs> you did? Really? Yeah. I arrived Christmas Eve, yeah. Oh, wow. What a time to move. Yeah. It was a little crazy, but uh, I had the opportunity and I took it. So here I am. Okay. Now, for those of my viewers and listeners who do not know, if you go back and listen to the Coons episode, you'll know that Amy was a uh, colleague of mine at Palm Beach Atlantic College. I'm sorry. Palm Beach Atlantic University now. Right. And (laughs) Alan Stafford was also there at Palm Beach Atlantic University. However, Alan was also from the Satellite Beach area. Yep. And we were one year apart, correct? One year apart. All right. And you went to both Delora and Satellite. Yep. But did you did you live in Satellite? We did, yeah. We lived in Satellite Beach. We went to First Baptist Satellite Beach, and I worked at the Little Professor Book Center behind the high school. Wait a minute. 
a book center <laughs> behind the high school. Yeah, with that strip mall uh, on the beach. Oh, behind the McDonald's and the movie theater and Publix. Exactly. That strip mall had a little professor bookstore that was about the size of my living room. Oh, I remember that was that brick building that nobody knew what it was. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I read a lot of good books and I met a lot of people who uh, introduced me to authors I'd never heard of. So it was cool. All right. And then uh, you also came to Palm Beach Atlantic. And I'm trying to remember. So, you know, of course, I always get things mixed up. The Pinkley girls, I knew well, Charlotte and Janet, they came and left. I don't think they even stayed. Did they stay one full year or two years at PB? I can't remember. Were they there Uh, when you got there? I feel like Charlotte did graduate from PBA. Oh, I'm sorry, Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) She was a little older than us. Um, And... I don't, I don't, I don't know if Janet graduated, but she did stay in West Palm for a while. I actually just talked to her the other day. Really? Yeah. We need to get them on. I haven't chatted with them in a long time. Oh, um, they're doing great. They're okay. so funny. They're funny ladies. Actually, I, I need to, to say, go ahead. They live in North Carolina. Both really? of them. Really? I think that's right. I think that's the last place they landed. All right. I'm making notes here. <laughs> so I remember Janet worked uh, in the business office, like doing bookkeeping or something for Peaches Record Store on Okeechobee. Do you remember that place? Oh yes, oh, yeah. Peaches. <laughs> yep, I remember. Because they used to sell music in stores, you had to go into the store and get it. <laughs> and and of course, we would always go to the used cassette section. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and for people watching, yes, we had cassettes. Yeah, I bought a few singles at Peaches. Oh, right. <laughs> were those the ninety nine the ninety nine cent songs? Yes, and uh, if you're lucky, two songs, a B side, yeah, on the single. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a very neat area growing up, or I shouldn't say growing up when we went to school there. Um, yeah. <laughs> like it's so long ago because it was so, <laughs> so Peaches. <laughs> And the Carefree Movie Theater. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> where we had do- had Dollar Movie Night. Yep. And Rocky Rocky Horror. Was it every Saturday that they did the Rocky Horror? I can't remember. Or was it once a month? I never saw it. I was I was a scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was every Saturday. I, I didn't think it see was. Until long after school was over and they were still doing it. And oh, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. Really yep. Carefree movie theater. Yeah, all of that on um Oliver Dixie. I can't remember which one is which. I think it was on Dixie, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was sure. on Dixie. And I went many times to see stand-up at the Comedy Corner in the same complex. Yep, that was right there as well. And I went to see once Citizen Kane at that movie theater. Really? Wow. Oh my God. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So, Alan, you weren't uh, with us before. So since we're catching up on history and stuff, tell us what have you, what are like the big highlights since leaving Palm Beach Atlantic? Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, well, the quick, fairly quick version is. Besides went, that Santa Claus beard. <laughs> right. This is all new. I just got this for COVID. I'd never had a beard before, even wow. as an adult. Um, I basically, I went from PBA pretty quickly to 
be a stage management apprentice at the Jupiter Theater. Oh, we know right that place. Where Reynolds sold it. I was there for a while. Um, and then from there, I got a job stage managing shows in New York City. And I ended up living in New York for 23 years because um, there was a time warp in there. It hasn't been 23 years. And then uh, <laughs> I ended up in uh, the restaurant business. Okay. Worked in a number of different places, actually became a partner in one place that closed and uh, worked at some of the world's greatest restaurants there. I learned a lot about dining and fine dining and service and just the good life. I'm also an artist. So um, in 2018, I had my first solo show in New York, sold a little bit of art, moved to L.A. to study television writing at UCLA. And because of COVID, took a hiatus from that. And now I'm doing art in Amy's basement and hope to get back in my program. All right. Now, okay, what <laughs> what kind of art? Are we talking something like abstract or are we talking uh, – I know nothing about art, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can be abstract. What's interesting about the series I've been working on for a while is I save the wine foil from the top of a bottle of wine. I flatten it out and I tack it onto wood to make images. And they're mostly pretty big, pretty Hmm. big, large scale, like four feet wide, for example. Really? Uh, Shiny, colorful, interesting, upcycled, luxury garbage. (laughs) So do you have a website for your gallery of pictures or stuff? Let me, come on, we're going to get you on stage and get you noticed. What's the site? Uh, I do. (laughs) The website is alanstaffordart.com, and it's A-L-L-E-N. S-T-A-F-F-O-R-D-A-R-T. So you'll see some of my photography there, um, but you'll also see the wine foil art pieces. Okay. All right, and can, can people buy directly from the website? Uh, no, it's not a store. It's really just a, um, a gallery site. However, I do take commissions. I'm currently uh, working on about eight different commissions, so it takes time. But uh, I'm... Looking at that's that's me. There it is. <laughs> that piece on the main cover is called Farm Glory, and it was hanging in a restaurant in New York City for many years. Wow! Um, and the owner bought it and moved it to his home. <laughs> okay, so all you, commission, and I'm assuming all custom based commission. Yes, exactly. Each commission is its own animal. Um, but yeah, you can scroll through here and see that piece was a commission for a Canadian home. Uh, and then this piece is uh, this vertical pieces. Um, that's called Seven Times Kindling. This one, okay. And it's in a home in Los Angeles. All right. Yeah. Those are pieces of a shiffer robe. I literally busted up a shiffer robe and took the wood and used it for various art pieces. Okay, you're going to have to explain what a shiffer robe is. It's an old-fashioned southern piece of furniture. The quote, busted up chiffrobe, is from To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh. The chiffrobe is something like a blend between a chiffonier, which is like uh, kind of like an armoire, and a wardrobe. So an armoire with one half side of it being drawers. Okay. So I took all of that wood. This next piece that you see is called Prism, and uh, that's in an apartment in Manhattan that uh, the owner is in the publishing business and his wife is a voiceover artist. So she has that piece. 
So this is, are these, are these drops supposed to look like rain coming down? Sure. I like, I I like it to look like whatever you think it looks like. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I think it looks like water droplets. Yeah. And like the rainbow is coming from them, perhaps, possibly. Nice. And that's, that's an uh, antique piece of wood, which was the door of the shift robe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So, so I have thousands of wine foils that I've been collecting from the business and from other people in the business that collect them for me and send them to me. All right. I have a lot of wine foil. I have the full rainbow of colors. All right. So we are going to obviously have that linked in the show notes, folks. When you go and look back on this show for Alan Stafford, you'll have a link to his art page there. You can contact him and commission your own art. Absolutely. Sweet. Now, I'm assuming that that takes time. I mean, you've got a, you know, collecting, you know, the foils probably isn't too big a deal, but, you know, cutting them and doing whatever you do for adhesive and all of that stuff and coordinating colors. I mean, that's got to take some time, huh? It does. Uh, basically, as I collect the foils, I wash them, I clean them, I sort them out. And so I kind of have an idea of what I have to work with. And then I lay that lay out the design after many conversations with whoever's commissioning the piece, and uh, then there the foil is tacked onto the wood using um, various kinds of tacks. Uh, I like hand cut carpet tacks. They have a nice character, a nice texture, and they really hang onto the wood very well. All right. Yeah. Wow. So and then it's real shiny on your wall. Yes. <laughs> Wow, Coons surrounded by greatness tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Only the best for you, Uncle Marv. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet. So I'm assuming that the hiatus over in L.A. prompted you to kind of make a move back, or I shouldn't say back, but a move to Chicago. Um, yes. Is Chicago more of an artsy town than, than L.A.? No, uh, L.A. actually has a really thriving art scene, and I was very excited to be there, but because of COVID, uh, so many things were locked down and it just became uh, sort of economically untenable mm-hmm. and also practically untenable. Right. I came to Chicago because my friend Amy, she's right over here. She's <laughs> here. Uh, she uh, had uh, a spare room and uh, art studio basement, and mm-hmm. it's also good to hang out with her. So I really uh, am I had a list going of everything I needed in my apartment and art studio workspace. And Amy offered me everything on that list. It just wasn't in LA. Understood. Understood. And I guess that's a way to see Coons when you visit Chicago. Cause I tried to visit her a couple of times and got stood up a couple of times. <laughs> I <tell> you, what? <laughs> it's the last minute call. It's, I recommend moving in. Last minute Marvin. <laughs> Hey, I'm here. That's right. I'm here. Uh, when can you come over? What? <laughs> oh, my. All right. She works hard at the zoo. So even living in the house, I don't see her that much. Not yeah. much. Well, when you're head zookeeper or assistant director or whatever your title is now. Yeah. Yeah. All those. <laughs> Queen of the all primates. <laughs> she is. Um, now, wait a minute. You know what? I should have checked on my. My news break. Let's see. Wasn't didn't you guys uh, have a big news story 
for the zoo recently? It's the Brookfield Zoo, right? Yeah. Was it Kachil's birthday? Yeah, there was a special birthday. We do, well, I mean, it could be anything, really, because we do a Facebook Live every day at 11 o'clock Central Time. Yeah. And um, where a zookeeper will talk to you about the animals that they're taking care of or what's going on or whatever. Really? So, okay. Five days a week, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Nice. What's the, uh, here we go, man. I'm going to be promoting you guys forever. So Facebook, uh, what's the? Facebook, Brickfield Zoo's page on Facebook. Every day at 11, you can visit the zoo from your living room. All right. So we'll be doing one on February 18th. It's um, one of our orangutans has a big birthday coming up, so I'll be celebrating her. All right. Yeah. Every day at 11, right? Every day, every weekday at 11. Yeah. Every weekday. All right. Right after the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> How many orangutans do you have now? We have six orangutans. Okay. Um, seven gorillas, or maybe six gorillas. I lose track. Um, and then a bunch of monkeys. We've got a couple of otters, little tiny Asian small clawed otters, and we might be getting more in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And um, maybe we think so. Okay. Sometimes it's hard to know. And then uh, we have a couple of sloths. Giant anteater. Here's a funny story about the giant anteater. She moved um, to another part of the zoo for the summer so she could be outside, be on grass and all that stuff, and she hated it. She hates grass. She doesn't want to be on it. She likes to be in Tropic World, so we moved her back for the winter. And um, <laughs> Snowbird. Let me tell you, I, I walked by her enclosure where she was kind of hanging out, and uh, I have never been so snipped so hard in my life she came running over and they have like this tube like nose that's about i can't do it on the camera it's about 18 inches long and it's about this big around at the end and that's their nose and their mouth right and she's like sniffy, 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 sniffy. she was so excited to sniff me and i was never more excited to be sniffed because <laughs> i hadn't seen her in like a year and she was she was very excited to come wow. home and be with us so it's fun. It's fun when that happens. So explain the, the, the grassy knoll that she didn't like as opposed to the tropic world. I don't know. <laughs> well, tropic world is an indoor building, so everything's indoors. So she had a great big pool in her off-exhibit area. Oh, well, a great big there you go, a pool. I mean, come on, who's going to pass yeah, that up? I know, and then she has, like, this river system and all the monkeys and – um. There's one monkey that likes to pick on the anteaters. <laughs> but so we thought we'd just give her a break from all that, let her get some sunshine and be out in the grass and all this stuff. And she said, no, thank you. <laughs> wow. So she likes it better with us. <laughs> and we love having her. So aren't there ants in the grass? Well, you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> Stop defeating anteaters. <laughs> all right. Uh, so last when we talked, Coons, you guys were not fully open to the public again. So I'm afraid to ask because things have been well, tightening up again. So how's it been? Between then and now, we did open to the public. Um, only the grounds outside, not any of the buildings. Okay. Because they don't they have special air requirements and stuff. So, um, and then plus where I work with the primates, it's especially concerning. And the first 
that I know of in the world, gorillas tested positive at San Diego Zoo. So we do know now that it can transport to them and they have lots of coughs and colds and symptoms. And we don't know if it's going to get worse or what's going to happen for them. Right. But so it is a dangerous thing um, dealing with endangered species that are so close to humans. But um, January, February are very, very cold months in Chicago. And generally the zoo doesn't get a lot of business and they actually just make it free days because like 10 people maybe come in a week. And so they decided instead of doing that, that they would just close down the zoo to the public again for January and February, supposed to open up again in March. Um, Not the buildings yet. We're still waiting for the governor to give clearance as to when buildings and things can open. That's all done at the government level, the governor's level. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, they furloughed a bunch of really talented, amazing staff again. Um, but being a front frontline worker in the animal world, uh, I go into work every day, yeah, five days a week, not every day. Are you getting much traction from the Facebook Lives every week? Yes, I think people are very much enjoying those. Um, and then even when we were open to the public, it was a reduced capacity. They had to get tickets for entry times. Okay. And... Um, so there's always people walking around, but now it's just quiet again. You know what would be a good attraction? Hmm. Do you have an animal about to give birth? You want, you can live stream that, you know, and people will watch. Oh, yeah. So the <laughs> problem is most animals give birth overnight. Well, you don't know. Don't, don't film the live birth, but just like the oh. birth. The <laughs> birth. <laughs> I mean, people want to see it. Let me tell you, they want to see everything. I, be, right? I believe that. But what was it yeah. that they have whenever they have the watch? You know, whenever like, oh, oh, yeah, you can just start streaming and say any day now. Any day. Just keep watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we are, we're hoping for otters. We're hoping. What's cuter than baby otters? Right? I, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever seen a baby otter, so I don't know. Oh. And these otters, even when they're full grown, they look like baby otters compared to like a regular river otter or a sea otter, which are huge. Um, so they're just little to begin with. And then when they have their little babies, it's just too much. Right. So you're saying, you keep saying hoping. So is it because well, you don't know if they're pregnant or? Right. Oh, really? <laughs> she's never had babies before. So um, she's showing different signs. Her belly's kind of gotten round instead of having like a little waist. And um, different things. She had a really distinct estrus cycle a couple, like a month and a half ago, and hasn't had one since. So that's a good thing. But then also otters do this odd thing where they can have pseudo pregnancies. So they go through and they have all their bodies change, everything changes, like they're going to have a baby and then or babies, and then no babies show up. So. Um, that's never happened in the building where I work. So, but other exhibits, our exhibit is massive for these otters. They're so tiny and they can just swim all over the place and climb up all in the back wall and go down a little slide thingy. There's tons to do. And, um, and I guess you never had that happen. But. I guess you don't have some otter ultrasound machine or something you can <laughs> check. You can use a regular old ultrasound machine, but we don't want to knock her out to have to do that. And you'd have to um, immobilize her chemically. So mm. an expectant mama, we wouldn't want to do that unless there's something very, very wrong right. where the vet really need to see. 
So. All right. And you said that she's never had babies before. How long have you had her? Well, she's only two years old, and we've had her for four months-ish, less than six months. Okay. So, yeah. How so often? Otters always, whenever you do an introduction between two otters, it's always love at first sight. Always? I but yes. <laughs> <laughs> How often do otters mate? Because you make it sound, okay, two years doesn't sound like a long time. It's like, she's never well, she's had babies. Old. She's two years old, so she's still very young. And we have an old man otter who's 15, 16. But he likes them young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, we we thought he was doing great till we saw her show up and we're like, oh, he has slowed down a lot. <laughs> 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 But, yeah, Come on, Grandpa. Really like, ah. and, uh, yeah. So. Wow. All the things that have taken place that need to take place to have babies. We're just waiting to see if they show up. Okay. That's half of zookeeping. I mean, a lot of species, you know what's going to happen, but then there's some where you think, you think, you really think. Wow. So, Otter Watch 2021. Yes. We're February, painting the nursery. February is the month. If it's going to happen. Okay, but how do you know if you don't know when the inception started? I mean, what's the what's the period? Well, they have regular estrus cycles, and and you can tell they're an estrus by certain behaviors. They get really amorous and silly. Okay, lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> like gorillas go, they have they do this. We call it the come hither look, where they just <laughs> and then they'll throw hay on them or poke at them. But um, like we do, yeah, just like people, yeah, just, just like, like us. All right. Come hither. Um, yeah, each each species has their own kind of signs to show that they're in estrus, and then you can count from there. And otters, luckily, they have like a sixty-two day gestation period, so like just over two months, two two and a half months. So we'll know pretty quick if uh, something's going to happen. All right. Well, all that sounds interesting. <laughs> it keeps a person busy. I'll tell you that. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I was going to do a segment where we talked about like one big news story from your town, but I think that's going to do it for you guys. Because <laughs> I was going to ask about the uh, I was going to ask about the armed robbers who gave up after they got kicked in the balls by a lady. I don't know that story. <laughs> you didn't see that story. Is that in Brookfield or in Chicago? It is uh, in Chicago. Was uh, that that older lady that like? In her eighties or something, and she went high canary on him. And no, no, this is this was a forty year one. Uh, let's see, forty one year old woman. Okay. Who was about to be carjacked, and instead of allowing her car to be jacked, she basically kicked the guy square in the nuts. Good for her. <laughs> it was funny because it was two guys. She only had to kick one, and then they both ran away. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm out. That was it. Then they had to take the whole day off carjacking. Yeah. <laughs> so, and these were short guys. So, let's see. What was her t- 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 going through? She didn't this? Have to kick that high. Yeah, they were they were five two to five four. Oh yeah. Easy. So, yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Yes, I love that. Uh, doesn't say what her name is. I guess. Uh, I guess that, yeah, to keep to keep would be carjackers safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All 
Well, it sounds like we won't be having any baby carjackers this season. <laughs> nope, not at all. All right. Are, uh, are you guys big into sports? I knew that. <laughs> you did, you did. Sorry. I, know. I just had to ask. Sorry, not sorry. Because it's on my thing. I'm like, I want to talk sports, but is there a, is there a sport happening today? Well, it's not Monday Night Football. Right there, Monday you Monday. go. That's about all I know. No, we just finished the divisional playoffs in football for the NFL over the weekend. So uh, does that mean we know who's in the Super Bowl now? No, no. <laughs> come back, come back in two weeks, Alan. I'll tell you. Okay, I don't have any other way of finding out. <laughs> Just listen to and the Uncle Mark. Bears aren't in. That's all I know. That's, no That's bears. all I care about. Yeah, no bears. You might, you guys might be losing your quarterback too. Yeah, I heard that too, and probably the coach. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> it's the Bears. It's the Bears. <laughs> but I could sing you the entire Super Bowl shuffle song if you really. But you I won't. Have, I have the record. <laughs> I know the sweetest chef song from the Muppets. <laughs> oh my! Does that does that wrap up the sports segment? Yeah, that's pretty much we're done. <laughs> that is it. Go team! <laughs> Who's your team down there? Who's your football team? Besides the sailfish. <sighs> sailfish. <laughs> Actually, I do need to look up some news on the sailfish. Hey, you know Palm Beach Atlantic got a new president? No. No. What? No. Here. I don't get the, the newsletter. News. They got the, think... the first female president at Palm Beach Atlantic. Really? Yes. All right. You haven't been getting her emails? No. No. They <laughs> lost me a while ago. They, yeah, they lost me too. Which I was in West Palm for so many years. I don't know how they did that. You know Where'd how. You go? Now I just lost you. Can you remind me later? I'm here. Hello. It went away. Am I? You're on. You're still live. Oh, wow. Because I can't see anything. Hang on. I'm working on it. (laughs) Alan knows what he's doing. All right. You guys do that while I look for the email from Palm Beach Atlantic College President. Did you leave Safari? Where are you from? Oh, there you go. Did you minimize? We're back. Uh, something happened. Did you try turning I, it off and you're on again? <laughs> yeah. We unplugged the I, internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you guys knew a tech uh, or something to help. Only. If only. If only there was one in Chicago. Uh, so mm-hmm. where did this female president come from? Was She, she wasn't at PBA before, right? No. Um, here we go. President Dr. Deborah A. Schwinn. Of the bicycle Schwins? I don't know. I need to get my good friend Pamela Green on here. She probably knows all. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I can't. uh, Let's see. She did. Here's her. Palm Beach Atlantic University wishes you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. She sends emails like every week. Oh, well, she doesn't have my email address. I do get flyers every week. You do? All I get is, I think once a quarter, I get that Palm Beach Atlantic Current magazine. And I used to get that. I don't think I've gotten that in a little bit. So I got to reach out to, because I think our girl is not the alumni person anymore. Oh. Bomar? Debbie Bomar? Yes. No, but really? she's my Facebook friend. She is? Uh, yeah. 
All right, so I got to get her on the show because I got to get back in with the PBA folks. I want to go do a tour. Okay. The campus is amazing. Yes. I did go a couple of years ago. You did go? I, ha- I did not do an official tour. I just drove around, but. Oh, that's what I did, but I want to actually see like inside buildings and. Exactly. Well, when COVID's over, we'll come down and go on a tour with you. Okay. Very cool. Every building I lived in is gone. <laughs> yeah, because you lived in As the, it should be. <laughs> so say, some of those buildings. They should all still be there. But some I of them. In the shanty <laughs> some of them should have been gone while we were there. That's right, true. Yeah. Yes. Especially for you guys. And they were all painted oh. those two browns. <laughs> and I think they finally ran out of that paint. All the buildings are beautiful. The campus is landscaped. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm looking. I think it's on my old email. So that's probably why I can't find stuff. Because I'm getting rid of the Yahoo. Oh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, getting rid of the Yahoo. I lived for yeah. my senior year in that greenhouse on Chicago Street, and that's gone, too. Oh, wow. I like that. The greenhouse on Chicago Street, but the the old doctor building? The uh, no, I lived in that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I lived in that building with Maddie Krupe, among others. Uh, but no, it's it's the we call it the greenhouse because it was painted green. But before me, it was all those surfer guys who lived there. Yes, uh, I want to say Ducky. That was probably your. No, he lived across town. Oh, okay, was I was Ducky's friends. Yeah, but I think... Ducky and Keith Dupley and uh, a bunch of other guys lived in that house, and there was like tar on the like linoleum. It was a sis. Yeah. It was a very blonde, very surfery house. Very tall, blonde surfer house. <laughs> I was going to say, I was off campus by then. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that? Right. It was on that same street as the the Octagon building that had the music department and the library and the theater department. Mm-hmm. That building was on the same street. Okay. So now it's a new building. It's all. They tore it all down? Start. Yeah. The old auditorium. That auditorium, I believe, is still there, although it's been renovated. All those houses behind it. But that house across the street, there was a couple houses and really just a parking lot by the time we were there. They had torn down other things. Yeah, the science department used to be on that street until they built the new campus. And then when they built the new campus, the science department just fell over, I think. (laughs) (laughs) They replaced it with a pile of rotting mangoes. I think it just, yeah. I think it just turned into a pile of rotting mangoes. <laughs> yep. I was, uh, so I was supposed to go. So back when, uh, Todd Shoemaker yeah. was finishing his runs, he was going to run from somewhere near Good Samaritan Hospital. Okay. And end up at Palm Beach Atlantic. Well, not Palm Beach oh. Atlantic, but I think it was the steps to the old First Baptist Church, which is right next door. Yeah. Right. Right and, on the intercoastal. Right. So he, that's where he was going to end up. So I was going to go there and we were going to, I was going to do a live podcast. I was going to do all this and bi- got busy with work because it was like a Friday morning or something. Yeah. I, I had a client, I wouldn't say emergency, but I had a project, so I couldn't get up to see him. So that's what I was trying to plan to do. But I really need to find somebody who's got an end there and... I haven't reached out to, I got to find contact information for Bomar or somebody. Yeah, I can help you contact Bomar. And she says all she does, well, this isn't all she does, but one of her favorite things to do is scour Facebook and see if anybody comes to West Palm Beach to visit. And then she 
meets up with them. So we were this close to what? meeting up. Really? And yeah, and then we missed each other. All right. Am I friends with her? Because I don't know. I go through West Palm all the time. Of course, I, I don't. Still, I don't not tell. even on Facebook, and I think I'm still Facebook <laughs> friends with with Bomar. I don't tell people I'm going. Jaffe, Bomar so. Jaffe. Jaffe, oh, that's right. So, Deborah, if you ever watch the show, listen, reach out. Yeah. Let's hook up. There she is. Uh, let's see. Are we friends? How do I tell? Ooh. I don't know if I should be reading out personal information. She's an executive director now. She's she's gone, gone places and done cool stuff. What is, is she the executive director of the PBA alumnus? No. What is she executive director? Some other business. Okay. Yeah. But she's still there. Still I don't there. know. She used to be high up in the turtle. Remember the turtle rescue place that was like some lady's backyard and now this massive complex and they're building even more? The Loggerhead Marine Life? She used to be high up in that and then she's moved on from there. But she yeah, was. She's yeah, I remember that. Big. No, she's, she's uh, someplace, what is this? Bella's Angels Inc. A different not for profit, probably. I don't know, but sorry, sorry, Bomar, but we're all up, up in your business. <laughs> I know. Well, we chatted. Um, I had a little PVA reunion, which I don't think you made it to at the beginning of the pandemic. Were you there? The Zoom Union? Zoom Union, yes, you hosted it. <laughs> she was there. She was on that. She remember? was? No, I don't remember that. You've got to be your friend if you don't remember. I don't remember. I, God, who else was on there? Uh, that was so Chris long ago. Gustafson and Chris Potter and I remember Carl Gustafson and the Marine or uh, the the Navy guy. Who's the Navy guy? The one ever Wendell, Mr. Window. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Yes, Wendell was there. Darby. That might have been the gang. And Debbie Bomar. So Bella's Angels.org, empowering families, providing resources to those who have children with lifelong disabilities. That's, okay. I know she talked about it, but I couldn't remember. All right. We're going to have to. Uh, She's doing good things. Yeah. She'll be happy to hear from you. All right. Well, congratulations. We'll have to reach out and we'll have to do some helping, I guess. What yeah. is this? Amazon Smile 100 Hole Hike, Bella's Angels. Wow, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. I'll reach out to uh, Miss Bomar. Yeah. So we get a PBA we connection. And and then we'll meet up with Todd Shoemaker. As yeah. long as we don't have to run anywhere. I'm not, I'm not running. I'm retired from all <laughs> sports activities. This is how bad it is. So the wife and I are probably, let me rephrase that. So I had to have... This is sad. So I had a shake for breakfast uh-huh. and a shake for lunch and a sensible <laughs> meal at dinner. <laughs> oh, are you doing slim fast? No. <laughs> we're that doing a, like a, some kind of McDonald's diet. No, we're, we're, I don't know what she found, but so we started to do something a year ago and of course got off track and I'm not going to yeah. do slim fast or weight watchers or whatever, any of those, because their food sucks. Mm-hmm. But I figure, look, there's got to be a way for us to be able to have regular food that is healthy. Yeah. So, you know, we bought a Vitamix years ago, and I'm like, we should be able to make a bunch of our foods. We got the Vitamix, yeah. 
We got the air fryer. We have two air fryers, actually. But we still need to do stuff. So she found some stuff because she was frustrated because the last time we did stuff, I didn't lose the weight like most men do. Right. So obviously there's something wrong with my metabolism or my body. So You just got to get the right. So she found these, you know, a bunch of these things. Um, so there's all these green smoothies. And she found a diet plan. I haven't looked it up, but it's supposed to be you have two green smoothies and one meal. And I said, that may not be enough. (laughs) Where do the cookies come in? (laughs) (laughs) So so we'll try that and see how it works. But that's that's what we're doing. So how do we get onto that? I just. I don't know. Well, running. Oh, running. running, Yes. So, of course, with every sensible diet. There should be some exercise. And I'm like, I'm done exercise. I'm not working out. Just go for a walk. That's all you need to do. Well, go for a 30-minute walk after dinner. She wants to do that. But I can't always guarantee that I'll be done with work before dark. Cause then you have to get up in the morning and do it before work. Well. <laughs> I know. There's so always a way, Marvin. You're not getting out of it. You have to buy a dog. <laughs> And then take the dog for walks. No, no more pets. No more pets. <laughs> when, no more the, pets. when the cats are gone, we're done. Story. No, no, yes. we're down to four. <clears throat> down to four. Oh, that's right. You had lots. Yes. So two inside, two outside. And that's if good. and if she would allow me to stop feeding the outside, we'd be down to two already. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. It's good to care. It is. You gotta care. It is. All right. Well, enough of uh, my personal failures in dieting. (laughs) (laughs) We're all right there with you. (laughs) I started cooking food for the first time in my life last year. What? (laughs) She's a really good cook, actually. For the first time ever? Yeah, I enjoyed cooking about three meals a year. And the rest of the time, I just scrounged around and ate cookies. So last year, I started actually making food, and it's amazing what a difference it makes in your body. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Cookies do make a really good smoothie, though. <laughs> I mean, they taste good going down, but after 50 years, your body's like, nutrients! <laughs> I, I, so, wait a minute. What do you know about Amy Cooney? So I'm sitting here thinking, so all the times that I took you to dinner or I brought food, you know what? I'm thinking you'd never know. You never. (laughs) Those are the only meals she ever ate, Marta. (laughs) Wow. Between PBA and last year. Just whenever Marvin brought Whenever Marvin came by. Otherwise, it was just the Girl Scouts and string cheese. I was going to say, did you stay on the PBA meal plan <laughs> after you, even after you left? If someone else cooks it, it doesn't have calories. Wow. That's uh, – I don't even know what to – that's a whole other discussion. So don't worry about your failures in dieting. I was going to say, because I've at least cooked in my life. I know how to cook. I just didn't want to do it. Didn't you do a turkey once for Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah I, I made turkey. Well, 
when I was in um, Palm Beach Zoo, everybody was from the Chicago area or Milwaukee. And so I knew nobody had family around. So I would make Thanksgiving. Well, one year I made Thanksgiving. And then they said I had to do Christmas. I said, okay, fine, I'll make Christmas. And then they said, well, now you have to do Easter. And I was working. I was like, I don't want to do Easter. And they were like, no, you have to. So I made I bought all this food for Easter, and then everybody said they weren't going to come except for, like, four people. So I cooked half of it, and then everybody else said they weren't going to come showed up. And I made a, um, a Rice Krispie treats, and I molded it like a little bunny okay, laying well, down. That's, that's not really food. Surrounded it with jelly beans. And so when they realized there was no more food – now, these are zookeepers that are starving. When they realized there were no more food, they attacked the bunny and <laughs> just ate it. It's gone. <laughs> Funny. Wow. It's right. But I, I can I know how to cook. I'm good to cook. I just don't wanna. Just never did. I just never bothered. Cooked a few times. I guess I've never cooked for you, have I? Uh no. No. I just let you buy me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking, wait a minute. We never dated, but yet I always bought you dinner. How did that work out? I don't know. <laughs> Chivalry. And You're come dead. on, and and the Jupiter Theater. I never had a meal there provided for me. I never ate there. You never well, ate there. Backstage, I guess. We ate backstage. We had a lot of that leftover shrimp and cheddar chowder. Okay. It was worse than PBA meal plan. Get out. Very bad. But I only did that for like. That was supposed weeks. to be like a top-notch place, wasn't it? Well, that food. Well, yeah. the yeah, the people who oh, ate the, in the, the theater. The front food was good. <laughs> Yes. The apprentice food, not so much. Leftovers and thrown together. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hey, but, you know. Uh, let's see, Alan. You probably were. Coons, were you an ambassador with me? They wouldn't let me be an ambassador. Why not? I don't know. I tried out. I tried out. I <laughs> with Mark Mayer and uh, Darlene, somebody, and they said no. Darlene. You should have seen her ambassador routine. Hires? Diane hires <laughs> she or something? Right this way. I just remember the jackets. I was in campus ministries. So I was like, I actually had a title. I think it was two years that I did this job called Minister of Fun. Oh, that's a good job. With really? Carla. And we were doing like social events through campus ministries. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I, was, I didn't have time to ambass. Yeah. I was always, always doing RA stuff up through my junior year. So I didn't have time. And then my senior year, I was on the student government and I was the new chaplain, Scott Warner's assistant. So I was busy. I didn't really have time to be an ambassador. Okay. And I still had to go to school. Well, we all had to go to school. Yeah. I did work in workship also. I got I out of a lot did, of workship. How did I graduate? I, I was going to say, I, I got out of workship most of my years there. Because you were... SGA president all the time. Well, not all the time. All the time. <laughs> ever since I started. 20, 30 years. Even after you graduated, you were still SGA president. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, no, so the reason I asked about the ambassador thing was about the food, because remember the visit of Prince Charles and Lady Di? Did they? No. no. I do not. They oh, came to PBA? <laughs> Why? I think that was before you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have remembered. That that part did not make it into the crown. That must have been no. eighty. That must have been eighty-five. Let's see. <laughs> they skipped that part entirely. 
Yeah, so that was well. That's when it started. So maybe that was Prince Charles' <laughs> Lady Die visit to uh, what West Palm Beach. I'm trying to look it up. I mean, I've got my bulletins and I've got all the stuff I attended, but that's at the house. 1985, November. 1985. Oh wow! See, I arrived in 87. So, so you was, were a freshman, Ambassador? Yes. Yeah, I was I was privileged. I do remember hearing that the ambassadors were not allowed to say no problem. If somebody asked them for something, they were never allowed to say no problem because you're saying no and problem. Yep. You Two things say, you could not say. Pleasure. <laughs> or yes, yep. just yes <laughs> works. I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was that bad in the beginning, but I think it became that way later on. Very much. So no, we were so that group was created for that visit. Wow. Oh, okay. And then they carried it on. You know what? I've got Philip Rothschild is going to be on the show soon. I'll have to oh. ask him. He was part of that whole thing. Yeah. So wow. Mr. Rothschild. Yeah, he was like, uh, Hand him another brick. Yeah. <laughs> See ambassadors. So did you meet the prince and princess? Officially, no. But we could Did see them. We could see them through the doorways and the hallways as they passed. Wow. Yep. We so, go ahead. In 1985, how much of PBA was there to see? <laughs> well, that was before East Campus was built, so it was yeah. all old buildings at that point. Just yes. The student center and the so the PBA? student center was like the the creme de la creme of the new. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That was the first new, that was the first new building. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So the auditorium and that whole section was there. Yeah. The, the student center was the first real building built. And we were using some converted office building off of, um, Olive. Uh huh. And that little, building in between the student center and Flagler was another two story building. That was a classroom building and the church (laughs) doing a lot of stuff at the church. There was the funeral home. Yes. How? There was the Norton art gallery. (laughs) So that's. How did they get it in their head to come visit PBA? How what? How did they get it in their head to come to PBA? Well, they didn't come to PBA. They came to Palm beach. And it just so happened, remember our, our good friend Claude Ray yeah. was very instrumental in getting Palm Beach Atlantic on the map for a lot of things. Yeah. So it was him that convinced somebody that Palm Beach Atlantic should have students representing the city of Palm Beach and West Palm as the ambassadors to the city. And so all of the events that happened with the so the polo trip, the um, Norton Art Gallery uh, dinner, the uh, there was there was a visit at Trump Tower. So all of the major events that happened, he convinced them to let students serve as ambassadors. And so we were the people that would actually greet people as they came in. So we did shake a lot of a lot of hands. Wow. So yeah. you know people like you know Merv Griffin and Bob Hope and. I mean, those are the names I remember 
Yeah. So we did see a lot of them, but of course, once that part was done, we were kind of shoved off to the side, but we did get to eat the same <laughs> meals backstage, but we got to eat those good meals. And, oh, we were at the breakers. Oh, nice. So we were there. Um, I don't think, I don't think there was an event at the Flagler Mansion, or at least maybe I didn't do that one, but I did all the others. But I didn't do the flag. Breakers, that makes sense. Yeah, did the breakers for sure. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fantastic deal to uh, be an ambassador. And then, of course, I don't know what they did after that because I don't think I stayed. Sounds like a lot more fun than being an RA. <laughs> I think a lot of things were more fun than being an RA. <laughs> Anything is more fun than being an RA. So and you had those cool blazers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's cool. I wish I'd have kept mine. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the good old days. So now, so I have to reach out to Phil and see when uh, when he will be on. I'm trying to get both he and Miss Jennifer. Yeah, but she's yeah. you know she's a real celebrity. I don't know if she'll be on the the lowly mm-hmm. Uncle Marv podcast. <laughs> you never know. Never Are know. Still living in West Palm? No. No, they're like in, I should know this. They're like in, I don't know, Missouri. Mid, they're in the Midwest somewhere. Okay. I think. Does she have her own building in Branson? She does. She has something big going on. She like is. a casino slash theater. <laughs> I don't know. She's got uh, something. Yeah. She was actually very sweet and had a she beautiful was. voice. Yeah. They're in, they're in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. All right. Yep. So, yeah, because Phil is—he's doing something at Missouri State University. Okay. He's like a bigwig there. I'm sorry, I should. Uh, Doctor Rothschild. Yeah. Oh. Is uh, it's pretty big there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Doctor J, like a really important guy. <laughs> That's your sports reference. Trying to weasel that in there. I know Dr. J. I got a rep to protect. <laughs> All right. So Philip, Jennifer, Bomar. All right. Well, folks, these other topics I have, I know you're not going to be able to contribute to. So we'll just skip those. <laughs> Were they all sports related? Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry. No, they were not. But um, I saw where we went. I saw where we went with the ambassador program, and that was uh, that was enough for me. Well, just because we weren't ambassadors. Sorry. Um, yeah, when we were in PBA, they hadn't built the embassy yet, so <laughs> we had just purchased um, Flagler Towers for the girls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was the first um, group that lived there. And it was funny because Tanya was my RA, and they spent, they just were like busting the gut trying to get it all done in time for us to show up. And they finished like the day before. The day before, yep. And she was saying how, she's like, you should have seen, because they were just people's apartments that yep. they were trying to flip into dorms. She said, everyone is different. Everyone's decorated different. Everyone was taken care of at different levels. And she said, you should have seen this one. It was just disgusting. We had to strip everything out of it, blah, blah, blah. And ours was bare bones, just tile floor, whitewashed walls. 
and there was a lot of stuff that just didn't seem quite right in it. So she was going on and on about this one and how bad it was. I'm like, tell me the truth. It was this one, wasn't it? And she was like, no, um, I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, some of the girls had really fun, pretty. Yeah. That was a very interesting area. And of course, the one good thing that the guys liked about it is you had that big empty field in the middle where we would come and play football. Uh-huh. Yes. Huh. Yeah. It was kind of our quad. Yep. Yeah. Nowhere near the student center or the main campus. Everything <laughs> happened in everything happened right in Flagler Towers. Well, the girls and we knew you were there. So. <laughs> That's right. That there was, was that and then across the street was the old folks home and I found many a elderly person wandering around in their pajamas in the middle of the street. Hi, how you doing? Let's come back over here. <laughs> You're on the wrong side of the grassy knoll. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. So anything else you guys want to bring up? Cause, uh, wow. Memories. I know. Lots oh, of good so memories. Many. So those of you listening and watching, this is what we'll be doing every week on the Alcamarf podcast. Basically, <laughs> Monday nights with Marv. Hanging out. My advice is do a little sports research. (laughs) At least for the next three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's like a really big bowl coming up. It's called the big game. The big game. Yeah. Actually not allowed to say it for, uh, or you'll be sued or something. I don't know. Oh, that's right. It's retarded is Uh, what it is. It's going to be super crazy. It's going to be really super. Will be. <laughs> and the bears aren't in it. And the bears aren't in it. <laughs> are the Packers in it? Uh, they are still in contention. Yes, they are. But your cheese head. Oh, Wisconsin. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're close by. You yeah. guys you guys should know that. Yeah. You guys should actually root for Green Bay and the quarterback. Do you know who he is? Not anymore. Dr. Not, J. Not anymore. <laughs> well, it was that guy, and then he finally retired. And then... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start the news off. Was it ESPN. <laughs> Big news of the evening. The Green Bay Packers have finally parted waves with that guy. <laughs> mean Joe Green. Not even close. No. <laughs> And no, you got that from a commercial. He, he had no hair, and now he's got hair. That's all I know. Tom Brady. Oh. Tom Brady is still there, but he's, yeah, I'm not going to waste time explaining this to you. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> all right. So, folks, uh, I will be saying more important stuff next time. <laughs> I just lost my thought. Uh, but as you can see, oh yeah, support Bella's angels. I will put a link in for that. Bomar, uh, be looking for my email. Please respond or my, oh, I'm a messenger on the Facebook. We'll do that. Um, but pay attention to the scrolling below. You can watch every Monday night at 8 PM Eastern. Simply go to unclemarv.com slash live. And you can see who we have here. I may have special guests. I may have people like Alan and Amy just hanging out, chatting, catching up. 
talking football. <laughs> We're a certain kind of special. <laughs> That's special. That's special. Uh, to uh, listen and see some of the old shows in the back catalog, head over to UncleMarv.com, click on episodes, and find all your old stuff there. Um, that's going to do it, folks. Thank you very much for hanging out. So good to see you, Marvin. Good to, good see, to see you. you. It has been a while. And uh, Survive 2020 will be looking forward to a very nice 2021. Woo! Woo! All right. That's going to do it, folks. We'll see you next week. And until next time, holla.